0: Welcome back to the regular exclusive podcast with Jason and Renee. Renee, I um I recently went and saw John Wick 4 and it was magical as everything I've ever wanted. You should not you should not see it because as we know that the way John Wick talks really just hurts your soul.
1: It's keanu reeves but yeah i know that's unpopular people but he sucks at acting i'm sure he's a great stunt guy but yeah you're right
0: john wick Four, that is cranked up to 11 and i don't i don't think you could actually finish the movie
1: no i'd probably kill myself (laughs) before the end just the fact that it exists and that people are like this is a great movie it really i mean i'm just getting upset thinking about it so i think you're right but is that why uh you've introduce this the topic that we have today is john wick do we have to thank for this
0: yeah <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit so it it made me go back and want to rewatch uh, another um franchise action franchise that i loved but something happened when i watched it and i realized that i love the first born identity movie matt boring. damon Oh no, it's so good.
1: I've never seen it, so I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> it's great. I love the first one so much. I the it's aged a little bit like some of the sound editing is really funny, like the fighting sounds, it's like slapping. It's really weird. <laughs> but but everything else is great. But then I watched the second and third one and they switched directors uh to Paul Greengrass, and he did all the other ones except for the Jeremy Renner one. And they give a lot of credit to the success of the Bourne franchise to him. And his whole style is he does very, like, handheld, like, shaky cam kind of thing. Like, he he directed that um, 9-11 movie, the United 93 one, which is just all shaky cam. But I cannot watch... The, the sequels to the Born franchise. It's just Born Identity is the movie, and then it's done from there for me. How because
1: many movies are there?
0: There's five. There's the the first three. Then there's the Jeremy Renner one, and then there's Jason Bourne, which I've never seen. Is that but different? It's 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 a it it's in it's in the the timeline or whatever. It's not whatever, a reboot, yeah. but yeah. But I just I can't watch the other ones because i hate the shaky cam so much really? like the the second and third one are actually like the storyline is good the movies are good but there's so much shaky cam that i have no clue what is going on at any point in the movie even the dialogue scenes they're just talking <laughs> to each other it's like really yeah. it's it's infuriating like it sounds like found footage but
1: like does that that doesn't bother you as much does it when you watch a
0: found footage movie no not as no like this is much worse than any found footage thing I've ever seen and like, it's also
1: like action. I feel like it does not go well with shaky cam. Like I would get, I already get a headache on action sequences. So like I can, I can only imagine yeah, I should never watch these
0: movies. It's <laughs> like, I can't tell if they are punching each other or trying to high five. Like it's just so <laughs> exhausting watching. And I'm like, I want to like these movies because the story's good. I love the whole born conspiracy thing, but God, it's just it, intolerable to watch and it makes me so (laughs) mad because the first one the first one is a different director Mm, and that's the problem the action scenes are great they're very like short they're very like precise you can see the action that's going on Mm -hmm. that
1: is an important thing in action movies i
0: don't understand why you would want to make it so confusing you can't tell what's happening and then the next two it's just like every action scene is shot like someone is sneezing over and over again and then just over edited and cut I'm like I just don't know what is happening and it it drives me insane the Jeremy Renner one in my book is the second best one because I can actually see what's going on during the movie The story's not that good (laughs) it's not but I can actually see the action that's happening. That's and an important piece. So, really? Yeah. So <laughs> it was just, it was a very weird experience because I was just like watching these. I'm like, I hate this so much. And I and I I hate that I hate it. But uh so I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Cause I know you've you've watched a lot of franchise stuff. Like, is there any franchise that you that you love the first one and then for some reason? You just can't do the rest.
1: That's a good question. Because when you when you asked me this and I was like, all right, well, let me look. And I'm like looking at franchises and I'm like, like, I mean, I there's a lot of them that I like at least one more of. So like like one of the things I was going to say was like Jaws. But then I'm like, Jaws 2 kind of fucks, though. Like, I kind (laughs) of love Jaws 2. Not going to lie. It's actually it's pretty fun and it has some good shark shit. Three and four just got awful. So if there was no two, I would have said that. But like, I think for me, and this is like I'm going to make these rules a little bit different because obviously that's just what I fucking do. Um, But the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, I think, is what I thought of because the first one is obviously like people are like, you know, they all agree. It's one of the best horror movies ever made. Mm -hmm. I personally don't think it's that scary now, but like it's really good. It's well done. And then I watched the other... four so the first four i consider a franchise right because then we get the the sequels or excuse me the remakes in the early 2000s those two are incredible i love they're my favorite texas chainsaw movies of all time but the original is so good that when you watch the two three and four which i have to fucking do because i'm a completionist i can never just watch one (laughs) i have to watch all these goddamn movies but with texas chainsaw they just they get so bad they get Horrible. By the time you get to the one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee <laughs> Zellweger, I mean, I didn't think it could get any lower, and it did. And it's <laughs> weird because I've, I've found that people really have a strong affection for Texas Chainsaw 2. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but I was dumbfounded when I finally watched it because it's the same director, Toby Hooper, as the original. And the original, I will say, in case you haven't seen it in a minute, no comedy. No <laughs> comedy at all. Maybe a little bit when you look like the, the the Franklin, the brother in the wheelchair, he tries or he does some weird shit. It's kind of funny, but like he's barely in it. It's more just like an upsetting movie, right? Yeah. The sequel really leans hard into the comedy <laughs> aspect. And like, it's just really weird. It comes down to like a dude who's like, I don't even know how he's related to the story or like his daughter maybe was killed. I don't fucking know, but he comes and has, like, a, t- a chainsaw fight at the end. He's got two to three chainsaws. He's fighting. And it's just very weird. And then also, like, Leatherface is, like, attracted to this chick that he takes, like, prisoner. And he, like, tries to, like, molest her with the chainsaw. It's very weird. I wasn't sure what I was watching. And granted, the other two are even worse than that. But, yeah. I think that's the only franchise I can think of that, like, I strongly dislike the other ones. And I'm still just thinking of the first four. The new remake was not great, but I will say a huge improvement over the original four. Sorry, not the, not the first one, but you know what I mean. The only other franchise I thought of, and I don't know if this would count for you, okay. is that I like one of the movies. However, it is the most recent, and it is not any of the ones that came prior. I hate every other movie in this franchise. Not hate, but like I really, I would never rewatch them unless okay. I was forced to. Is uh Godzilla. I only <laughs> enjoy Godzilla vs. Kong. That is the only Godzilla movie that I like. Uh
0: I think I think that's actually a pretty pretty good good take. Cause you're essentially comparing to modern modern CGI To people in body suits. I mean, even (laughs) that. Even that.
1: I'm talking. Okay, and then even so, even if we just want to make it a little bit more even and say like the more relevant, like newer Godzilla movies, like Like starting with the the Matthew Broderick
0: one. That one's terrible. One, the
1: 2014 one, the fucking when like they're like, oh, it's Godzilla. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston dead in 20 minutes. (laughs) Godzilla in the movie for five minutes. Yeah. And even still, I just don't care. It's a fucking giant lizard. (laughs) There's nothing to this. My favorite Godzilla movie of all time is Cloverfield. And it's not even a Godzilla movie. <laughs> that is, I think, the perfect one. So that was the only other franchise that I could think. I like one movie, but like, it, I don't know if it counted because it's the most recent, but yeah, it kind of counts. Uh, I can,
0: yeah, I can get you on that.
1: There's some fucked up franchises out there.
0: <laughs> I, I would watch Godzilla vs. Kong before I watched any, any of the, the other Godzilla movies again.
1: Yeah, they don't focus on anything interesting. They're focused too much on the people. I don't give a fuck about the people. (laughs) I want Kong and Godzilla fighting, man. That was good shit. I also think just in general, like, I was really worried when you mentioned this topic to me because I was, like, 100% sure you were going to go Jurassic Park, (laughs) Jurassic World franchise, and I would have fucking lost my mind if you had chosen that. I would have been so mad because... All of those movies are good, regardless uh, okay. of the quality and like ranking them. They are all entertaining, and they're just fucking fun popcorn movies. The first one's obviously the best, but...
0: I just want you to think about what you just said. They are all good, regardless of the quality.
1: <laughs> and, and the, Regardless of how much you'd rank them, I'm just saying that they're all pretty fucking good and consistent, mostly. It's just people running from dinosaurs. That's all we need. <laughs> it's easy. That's what I'm saying. If you were going to come edit, I had a whole rebuttal. It was either that I thought. I just assume every time you bring a topic that you're going to come for me in some way. So I thought it was going to be Jurassic Park or Pirates. And I was very worried.
0: Oh, no. There's there's multiple good Pirates movies.
1: All Pirate movies are good movies. Not in general, <laughs> but the Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Let's just be specific. Okay. Well, I'll save those topics for another day. <laughs> but let's uh, let's get into Hereditary.
1: I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. Oh, my
0: God. What's that? She isn't born.
1: All right. So let's start with, since we're talking about Hereditary, figured we should go over the details. So the synopsis of the movie uh, just not. I'm not gonna read the whole plot. Just FYI, this <laughs> is just like a basic. Like here's the hook for the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. Very generalized. It's
0: a but pretty good synopsis. Pretty the plot, much. Applies. The plot of the plot of this movie is very simple.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, but not in a bad way. It's yeah, amazing. Correct. All right. Um, it's starring Tony Collette. Just as the main, I would say she's the main character. Uh, she
0: she's an, she's an actress that I feel like everyone knows of, but like she doesn't do a lot of, like she doesn't do a lot of work, so she's not around all the time. So it's like, it's nice whenever she just pops up. Oh, she's been
1: doing stuff more lately though. I would say yeah. like 2019, she had not only this, or I guess she had this in her 2018 hereditary, but in 2019 she was in Knives Out, which was amazing. Yeah. And she was great and then just this past year she was in nightmare alley Guillermo del toro's movie with mm. bradley cooper amazing in that as well uh but yeah it's like she's kind of always in these like different roles so it's it was great to see her as a leading lady i just i think she's mm-hmm. amazing she's one of the best um millie shapiro and she's the daughter in the movie um alex wolf who plays the son and gabriel Byrne is the name of the actor who plays the father because i was mm. like i i think i know most all three of those but like i i was like i have to look this up for the dad um but he not to not to say anything bad he was great uh the rotten tomato score 89 which is pretty depressing because i feel like this movie should be at 100 what about you
0: i mean i feel like for i mean i don't really care about Rotten tomato oh, scores me but either
1: I, but it's I, like i i love this movie i want it to be
0: perfect i, I mean it's like, perfect i feel like <laughs> i feel like 90 is Pretty solid for a horror movie. It's in at terms 89,
1: of though. That's what I'm saying. It should at least be at 90.
0: Okay. Well, Who is Doc I, I round in this up. movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Rotten Tomatoes clearly doesn't because it said 89%. <laughs> uh, it's written and directed by Ari Aster.
0: Oh, we have so much to talk about with him. A
1: genius. And uh, it was his first major release film through A24 Studios. Um, the budget was $10 million.
0: It's lower than I would have thought.
1: I know the gross worldwide was uh over 80 million, which is amazing. Great That's That's... also
0: <laughs> lower than I would have thought. Well, I, I, mean, feel, I feel also... like this movie was a really big deal when it came out.
1: It was for sure, but it's also like it was, I think, one of the first few like major releases for May 24. Uh, and also, like, I mean, I think their largest release until Everything Everywhere All at Once was that movie uncut gems with adam sandler the safety brothers. uncut Gems. <laughs> okay it's did i say it like that? no 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 have you not have you <laughs> uh, have you not seen okay, that video I was like, wow no you oh, have to there, send me that
0: there's a yeah there's like this woman who's like i forget she's like a dominatrix or something and she was like involved with the director and she's getting interviewed somewhere one and of that's, the
1: directors there's two the safety brothers oh
0: yeah well it's one of them i I don't know the context. I just, saw, I just saw the video. <laughs> but the, the way that she says Uncut Gems is like that. She's like, yeah. on the on the set of Uncut Gems.
1: I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems. Right. You got to send me that then. Yeah. I got to see it. But yeah, <laughs> anyways. Uh, what,
0: what year did this movie come out again? Uh,
1: 2018. Okay. I can't believe it's already been out for four years. I still feel like it was a very recent movie. Hmm. Four um, years just seems like too long but um yeah i mean i thought it was great it's like one of the big things that the big news stories going around when it first came out was about especially when the the oscar nominees came out that year was mm. about and the golden globes i think was uh how s- they snubbed tony colette denominator to i mean she should have won basically <laughs> We'll get to that later but it's just that was one of the biggest stories like that i remember seeing about the movie when it came out and i didn't see it right away i don't think i think i saw it like later on
0: what other movies were nominated that year
1: okay get for ready be- for, for, this, for,
0: for best picture
1: well of course i'm not gonna list like every movie ever nominated oh, oh, okay. for that year <laughs> i mean i could by memory but <laughs> uh okay so the best picture nominees that year were uh a star is born Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: Blech. Yeah, disgusting. Hereditary is much better than that movie.
1: Oh, it's I mean, I love A Star is Born, but I think Hereditary is better than every movie on this list. <laughs> uh Black Clansman, which is a great movie. Uh Black Panther, which I I, I liked Black Panther Black Panther, wow. And I just don't know why it was nominated, but I'm I'm like happy for it. But like here, I just feel like hereditary could have been in there. I mean, they, here, they had two more
0: spots to fill in with these. Here, here's my here's my hot take on Black Panther. Really, I loved everything about that movie except the superhero stuff. Yeah. I, I loved the idea of like it being like this futuristic, like tribal society that is like hidden from the world. But like whenever there was a fight scene with the suits, the CGI wasn't very good. It was really dark. So I couldn't really see anything. So like, I, I kind of just want that movie to not involve Marvel and just like be this, be like
1: it's on little, this thing. like
0: crazy technology, African tribe society yeah. and all that stuff. And then just like, don't have the suit part.
1: I, I <laughs> oh, thought, I thought the suit was pretty cool. Like i was the suit I just is don't cool. It was... It's
0: the fight scenes. They're, yeah. They're, they're yeah. Good. Michael B. Jordan's was... awesome.
1: He's great. I, just don't, I don't think it was Best Picture material, but I get that it was a very important movie, somehow I'm yeah. for it. But it's also pretty depressing that Green Book won the same year, which was the other nominee I was getting to, that Black Panther and Black Klansman were both nominated. Yeah. Uh, the Favorite, Roma, and Vice were all nominated as well. I thought Vice was really good. But again, I still think Hereditary is head and shoulders above all these movies. And right. I will go to bat any day for a stars born. But I really do believe that.
0: I haven't seen all these movies, but I do know that Hereditary is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh,
1: well, duh. That's like obvious. <laughs> that's- <laughs> I mean, come on. But yeah, I think like compared to all those movies, I think it. they still had, they can nominate up to 10 movies for best picture every year. And they only have eight listed. So they had mm. two fucking spots and Hereditary <laughs> could have filled at least one of them if not kicked out <laughs> bohemian rhapsody <Yeah. laughs> or like roma which did anybody see i don't think so it was the token black and white <laughs> movie of the year i know it was important it, too
0: but it was the first time netflix was ever nominated All right i well, do they still remember have that won, so. or maybe
1: they did i don't remember <laughs>
0: that, no they haven't song actually song.
1: sorry apple is the first streaming service to have won best picture this past year with oh coda. yeah coda
0: i need yeah. to see that too
1: Oh, that was great. I do like I that. But yeah, that's like the movies that came out. That's like the general overview. And uh,
0: 2018, interesting year.
1: <laughs> it really, really was.
0: Okay, Renee, I am late to the party on this movie. Never saw it. You made me watch it. Why did you pick this movie for us to talk about?
1: Well, first off, I think like, I know you'd you'd also seen Midsummer, which I had, had you mean also mid-summer? seen- yeah, okay, it's, I just listened to a podcast with Ari Aster and Robert Eggers, the A24 podcast, and they both said Midsommar, so, ha, it might sound really like hoity-toity, but it's right, so, in your face. Anyways, <laughs> okay. uh, I know that you had also seen Midsommar, and you said how, like, you really liked that the second time you watched it, but I was like, I feel like I also saw Midsommar, like, right before or I saw that like maybe a little bit before I saw Hereditary. Mm-hmm. So I was curious what you would say or, cause it's like, you, can, you can't you can anticipate anything in this movie, but you can kind of get a sense of like what the tone might be, um, even though it's a little bit different. I, I think this was like such a cool, like first film for Ari Aster. Um, he's like just a fucking artist, man. Everything he does is just so thought out, so prepared. He's amazing. The filmmaking, cinematography is all just like insanely amazing. And it's just so unique for me because I feel like they just build up such like so much tension throughout the Mm -hmm. whole movie that it's like, but they also build so much. I mean, the whole story is really about this family and they really make you like care about them before anything There's like, obviously some shit that goes down in the meantime, but like, there's definitely like, it's ratcheting up to like this crazy ending where like everything, Mm. but yeah. And then the performances are just out of this world. I think some of the best that I've seen in horror in a long time and
0: sorry, hereditary and Midsummer are, that's quite a one, two punch for your first two movies. That's
1: what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, it's like coming
0: out the gate.
1: It's like, here's like here's
0: (laughs) here's my loaf. Let's watch.
1: But yeah, I just I thought that there was a lot that you would really like about this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was really curious to hear what you think about it based on what you had said about Midsommar. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Well, I got
0: I got I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I mean, so this falls into the, the haunted house, haunted person category, right?
1: I think so. Cause it I mean, is. I mean, there's yeah. not I mean it's not typical of any of those movies for sure, but mm-hmm. it's like it's it's in the same genre, I would say the same subgenre.
0: Yeah. I know you made a list and there's oh, a did. lot this list has some pretty high ranking horror films on it. So this well, is quite a category to live in.
1: This is why I included like I came I mean I'm there's like a million more. I know. But <laughs> these are the movies that I feel like really just were important in this subgenre or that are the best, right? Or like the yeah. most famous. I also debated including The Shining because it's a hotel. It's not really a haunted house, but it kind of is. But yeah. I didn't include it because I figured hotels don't count. Yeah. So, right. This is my list of like the the top ones that I could think of. And I think this one is definitely in that like higher rankings of this category, even as great as these other movies are. And these are haunted house and haunted person because I feel like that's the same category. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So Paranormal Activity, obviously a huge movie. Mm. The Conjuring. Huge franchise. Yes, huge. same with the conjuring yep. which also great great Incredible. haunted house movie. Incredible. Um Insidious which is a haunted person movie mm-hmm. and also James Wan and amazing Poltergeist obviously the classic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um same with Amityville Horror.
0: Is that the Ryan Reynolds one?
1: I was thinking the original from oh, the okay. 70s <laughs> not the Ryan Reynolds one. I okay. actually have only seen the original so I totally forget all the time that he was in the remake. <laughs> <laughs> have have you seen that one no okay maybe we should watch it eventually <laughs> uh the haunting which i don't know if you know what that is but it's it's basically the same story as um it's like the haunting of hill house like oh, that show it's based on show. that um same book mm. so it's it but it's like an i think it's like early like some mid-90s movie Nin- it has 1999 Owen Wilson, yeah liam neeson and Catherine zeta jones and it's like, it's definitely nowhere near as good as wow. uh, <laughs> uh, Haunting of Hill House because that kind of remixes the whole story and just is so great. And if that if I was including TV shows, that would be at the top of the list.
0: Oh, Hill House is great.
1: Yeah. And then um, not to be confused with House on Haunted Hill, <laughs> which very similar. I don't know if you've ever seen that. There's an original so. with like Vincent Price back in the day. And then the remake is what I'm referring to. I think it came out in like 1999 and it has uh Jeffrey Rush and Chris Kattan from <laughs> SNL and um I think there's like I want to say okay. it's it's not Ty, I don't think it's Tyrese but somebody
0: there's uh, someone Tay Diggs
1: Tay Diggs okay yeah Tay Diggs uh there's a couple other people that like you would totally recognize That's Mm -hmm. actually like pretty good. Like they all say he like uh, Jeffrey Rush offers everyone like a million dollars if they can stay in this haunted house all night with him Mm. for his like wife's birthday. It's a really good one. It's a it's a great like I think it came out the same time as like 13 ghosts. And people (laughs) have like this whole debate over which one's better. But personally, I'm in the house on a haunted hill side. And then the Mm. last one I included, because these are all just bangers, is uh, Sinister, which is another banger in my opinion but these are like all great movies i feel like hereditary Mm -hmm. definitely is more of the haunted person but still Mm -hmm. same kind of thing i think personally it's just the the tops for me though
0: (laughs) this movie had me hooked like it first turned me off because it does a thing that i hate in movies when the first thing is like just like a paragraph of reading
1: yeah. And You're I like, just, great. I personally I hate work.
0: it. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm here. I'm here to watch a movie, not read a movie, but uh like, it's fine if you have like one little thing, but it's like, they have a whole, you know, it's a, it's an obituary. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't want to read it, but, but then yeah. it, it hooked me in, hooked me back in immediately with that first scene where it goes on the dollhouse and then it zooms in yep. and then it turns into the scene. I'm like, that was smooth. That was yeah. slick.
1: That's like, all right. I'm in <laughs> like, no matter what. I was just like, yeah, it, it does give you the reading. I can read that instantly though. Cause I'm just a, a really fast reader, but, uh, Nolan, my boyfriend, he's like, he fucking hates reading. He's like, always, I always joke that he can't read. He can, he just doesn't like yeah. it in movies when there's text. So I always just read it to him. So when we watched this, I was like, all right. So here's like the hype. Here's what you need to know from this is an obituary for an <laughs> yeah. old woman. This is what it says. The basics. I'm like skimming through it. But at least like it's not too much. It's not like three page. Like sometimes they'll do like three different pages of script or yeah. like text. And you're like, all right. I mean, it's OK with Star Wars. I think we can all agree, but <laughs>
0: no, it's the slow pan. So it's fine. Yeah,
1: that's fine. But normally it's like they don't give you enough time to read it. Like most of the times, so yeah. Like, Wait, what the fuck did that say? You gotta pause it.
0: <laughs> yeah. The the part about it that I just didn't like for this movie is I felt like it was just totally unneeded because mm-hmm. they they do a really good job of explaining all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, like this dude is he he does movies just differently, Um mm-hmm. and I, I I love it. And the way that yeah he moves the camera just he like just knows exactly I, I where am,
1: it should go every
0: time. I, I am a sucker. For good cinematography, I get really into it. Just like there's so many scenes, the camera moves so slow, but like it's always moving. Like I think about when when they bury the daughter, and like the camera is going down, yep. and then it goes all the way down underground. Like I was like, "This, uh, I, I'm engaged. This is great." Yes, or, I know. Uh, or like the um, the therapy the group therapy or the support group like yes she had that long monologue and it just slowly yeah zooms in like that's not an original thing but it's just he it's so slow and it just keeps
1: you focused on like her performance which like is amazing she's completely manipulative until my husband finally enforced a no contact rule which lasted until i got pregnant with my daughter i didn't let her anywhere near me when i had my first my son which is why I gave her my daughter who she immediately stabbed her hooks into. I think uh, Tony Colette said that he was like the most prepared director that she'd ever worked with. Like he basically had the whole movie edited and shot in his head before, she said for two years before they filmed. So, huh. and he had already planned out all of the like storyboards and shit and they hadn't even like started on this movie. So he's like super thorough, amazing attention to detail. It's insane. So I love that. Like, I mean, I just think you can really tell with this, with any of his movies, but especially I feel like he's really just, oh, it's just so good when you, when it happens, you're like, yes. And it's so funny because it's like things that you wouldn't expect sometimes in addition to things that like, you're like, okay, yeah. Like I've seen the slow pan or whatever around the room or like the slow zoom, but it's just like the way that he uses it and the different sequences and what's Mm -hmm. happening. It's just Ah,
0: oh, well, and so the way, <laughs> and and he, he does a, a really great thing it, throughout this entire movie where he lets the camera sit on on a shot for longer than you would expect it to. So like it just kind of lingers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so there's a lot of times where like you know somebody hears a noise and they look over. And then like the camera pans over and it just sits there.
1: And you're like, and, oh god, what's coming?
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's like you almost kind of like start to trick yourself into like, is that something? Yeah, is it why, there? Why like, is he
1: showing that? Because that's normally how movies go. They're like, Hey, this object I'm centering in on is gonna be important later.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's it's just really good. And um, yeah, he's he's an interesting dude and like attention to detail for sure. I mean, if you look at just this and Midsummer, like there is so much thought into everything Mm -hmm. in both of those movies, like this guy has to be hyper obsessive. I mean,
1: that's so in that you should listen to that a 24 podcast with him. And uh, he does it with Robert Eggers. It's just like a conversation and Robert Eggers directed the lighthouse and the Northman and the witch and he also is very similar with like the way that he films is really unique and really cool. And his attention to detail is insane as well. So it was just mm-hmm. a fascinating conversation listening to both of them because they're both like that. They're very like intricate and everything. And you can really tell with both of their movies. So mm-hmm. that's just a treat. I really recommend it.
0: And one thing about Ari Aster that I am feel like I'm getting a vibe of. Dude is really into two things. He's into cults, and he's really into the elderly's figure. Yeah, he's got got naked, naked old people, naked, aged people in (laughs) this in midsummer, and I'm like, you, you must have some interesting search histories. I mean,
1: I don't think he's doing it in the same way that like Tarantino's using feet, women's feet in his movies. Like I don't I don't think it's like, oh yeah, I love that shit. I mean it's so creepy. I think it's like he recognizes how in the right like mood or like the right scene that (laughs) shit is hella disturbing and like very upsetting. And I feel like he really plays that really well. I mean, maybe I don't know. There (laughs) there could be something else to it, but I it's like it's like we went.
0: We went the whole movie of hereditary with no nudity, with with nothing. And then the end is just all of it. I'm like, oh, gonna say
1: lots of nudity in that last scene. Like that one guy, though, in the shadows, when he sees him in like the house and he's smiling, I'm like, I hate that. I really hate that he's smiling while nude and he's like so fucking weird.
0: (laughs) And that's that creepy guy. Is the same creepy guy from the yeah. funeral, right? Yep, okay. He smiles at like, the daughter. Uh, like I took notes when Good I was catch. watching. I was like, it was like, who the fuck is this creep smiling at a funeral? Yeah, <laughs> like- no,
1: that was like it's like if you go back and watch, that's why I love this movie. It's rewatchability is just great because you yeah. notice all this shit multiple yeah. times after you watch it. But like most of the people at the funeral are like the cult members. And then even, I love this fact, which I didn't know the first time, was his friend, uh, when the when he's like smoking under the bleachers with his friends, there's one guy who has like a, a man bun and he's like one of the cult members that you see at the end naked. Mm. It's like his man bun or whatever. And like, you could tell it's him. Wow. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. It's like, they're so like everywhere. It's nuts. I, I, it's really upsetting.
0: I feel, <laughs> I, I just feel like Ari Aster was... He was holding back the nudity for this entire movie, yeah. And then at the it's end, more he, shocking. But then he just lets it out. He just whips it out, and he's like, "This is what this is all about." And then this movie was crazy successful. And he's like, "You know what? My next movie is going to be this, but the entire movie, <laughs> like Midsummer, yeah. Midsummer is just cults and." Old nudity. Like,
1: yeah, well, I, I think I read this. That... and
0: tits everywhere. <laughs> yeah. like...
1: I mean, right, and then, like, dicks covered in blood. Like, there was some <laughs> gnarly-ass shit. Uh, but it's funny, because I think he was, he had planned, he plans all of his movies so far in advance, so he was already, like, working on Midsommar, like, like early starting on this movie, too. And mm-hmm. he, had, uh, he had planned for Midsommar to be, like, his first horror. And Hereditary was going to be just a family drama about grief. But then he was like, I'm like leaning into this and feeling like the more horrific elements of it. And so brought it into horror and found it like worked really well. I thought that was interesting because I was like, it's funny. I feel like this movie just seems like perfect for horror because of the, the, I mean, granted, you know, there's a lot of like crazy shit that happens, but also like the grief thing. It just, it's also a big trend. I feel like in horror movies where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're especially since Hereditary and, you know, the Babadook and all these other, like, like what people say, elevated horror, where it's like, oh, they're, they're dealing with grief. And that's like the message. That's the real villain of the movie or something, not hereditary so much because it it makes you think that, but then that's not it. But
0: the, the interesting thing I would actually say, this is more of a horror movie than Midsummer.
1: Yeah. I mean, right. that totally, this one is more horrific in every way, I think. Yeah. And it's well, because it's such a relentlessly dark fucking movie. I mean, literally and figuratively.
0: No horrifying is the thing that you made me watch.
1: Yes, we should talk about that. I forgot almost, oh, <laughs> which was Jesus. the strange, the strange thing you. about the Johnsons, I believe. Don't right? say
0: the name. We don't want to encourage it's people to free watch on this.
1: YouTube, guys. Um, no. It's like so that's Ari Aster's short film from film school that he made, which I mean, just a bold choice. Just it's just you can watch it on your own. But the basic plot like line is uh, about a son who sexually abuses his dad versus the typical parent abusing a child. I thought that was very interesting and as dark and fucked up as it was. I thought the filmmaking was still really excellent.
0: I will, I will agree. It was very well done. Very bold. Very bold. V- I mean, that's the way you horrifying. come out the gate.
1: I mean, it, it only makes sense that he would follow that with Hereditary and Midsommar. I mean, he's just swinging for the fences and I'm, I love to see it. That's, I that's mean, really why
0: I wanted you to watch it. <laughs> it was, it was pretty wild. And yeah, for that to be like a student film, like a student short. That's crazy. That, that's. That was, it was very well done. The only thing about it I didn't like was the mom. I thought the mom was a bad actress.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's a student film, so I can
0: totally forgive that. (laughs) She has, she has like two minutes. So it's, yeah.
1: But what I thought was interesting for Hereditary and for Ari Aster, like the way that he described the film or like pitched it when he was first like taking it out was uh, a story about a long-lived possession ritual told from the perspective of the sacrificial lamb. And I was like, that's fucking genius. I love that. It's weird because like it is like you like, I mean, by the end of the movie, you're like, wow, this shit has really like been going on for a long ass time. (laughs) This isn't like just started.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's one of the things I like, you know, a lot of a lot of horror movies. The ending is ambiguous, whether Mm -hmm. it's like supposed to be literal or it's supposed to represent something um and people thought that about this movie like I watched a couple people's like reviews of this movie after I watched it and I'm curious if if you're on one side or the other I, I think there's no symbolism as at all I think this is a total literal story of a the hereditary thing is the demon Cause there's so many references to it throughout the whole movie. And then they tie it up with that at the end, you yeah. could, but like everything from like Tony Collette saying that she was a tomboy and so then- many
1: little sprinkles of it throughout the whole movie. I'm glad that you picked up some of those on your first time. Cause like, I feel like so many of them I didn't notice till I saw it multiple times, but there's like, like when she's talking about how her brother, was schizophrenic and killed himself mm-hmm. at 16 because his like the grandma was putting trying to put people inside of him it's like yeah no shit and how yeah. she wouldn't let her like the grandma near her son so she like but she gave him the daughter and then she was like definitely possessed yeah
0: and and <laughs> um, they yeah and, they, and, they, and, they, and it had to be a boy and exactly so, like, she said like my mom always wanted me to be a boy
1: exactly there's so many little things of that i think i i'm 100 with you on that it was like a cult Thing. it was all just really straightforward the plot i don't think yeah. there's it's not i mean but i get it people love to like theorize and do all that stuff he's like so when it when you have this attention to detail as a filmmaker it's like stanley kubrick you know and people mm-hmm. have like oh this is he was really talking about how he like filmed the like landing on the moon at a studio yeah. like and you're like you got that from watching the fucking shining are you kidding me like get out of here mm-hmm. like there's just so many theories because it's like oh, well, if they took that attention to detail, they must have mm-hmm. been trying to do something else. But I'm like, I think he was just trying to really get his point across and he did it perfectly.
0: Yeah. It is interesting, like, how the movie ends with the whole thing being a cult thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't get that vibe until the last 10 minutes of the movie. exactly. Because most of the time, like, most horror movies, there's, they introduce some level of, like, cult or bad guy Quote, unquote, 100%. Uh, like half like in the first half At of least. the movie, this mm-hmm. this like you're in the dark the whole movie,
1: which is like puts you in the same care, like place as the characters, which yeah. is ideal because it, I mean, it's like. It maybe if it was a like told from like the cult's perspective or like a character who gets like involved with them or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like because you're like in the the like they're the sacrificial lamb, they won't know what's going on until the fucking thing comes down to chop their fucking head off, right? Yeah. Which lots of decapitations in this movie. I just, I had to bring it up. I'll, we'll talk about the violence later, Uh, but my sister has such, like, that's one of her bugaboos. That's why she won't watch game of Thrones. She watched like the first episode and was like three people got decapitated in the first episode. I'm good. She's weird. And so I was like, I, I need to text her and be like, have you watched hereditary? Because I can't imagine you're okay with that. There's way more disturbing decapitations than that shit great still great movie i love it but we'll and we'll get to the violence but yeah yeah i just i love ari aster and i i do also think he might have escaped from a cult at some point because it keeps oh. coming up in his
0: movies i mean after watching the strange thing about the josephs he was definitely hurt who For, hurt you ari to, aster <laughs> come up with that idea as your first thing in film school i'm I'm a, I'm a little scared of him to be but I will. Uh, but watch. he's like
1: the nicest guy like if you listen to him he's like he's just the nicest guy he seems like totally normal which is like the same thing people will say about Stephen King they're like I bet he's so creepy but it's like he's like the most every man that there's ever been sometimes the most normal people are able to access or like they pe- maybe they haven't even been through traumatic shit but they're able to get their imagination there or because are they're attracted to it because they've never really experienced it there's that too although you know I'm sure we've wow. all been through shit
0: <laughs> at least at least he's nice when he's asking all those elderly people to get naked.
1: I mean, good for them, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. They
1: probably get paid extra for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this movie is so good at being horrifying without actually having any jump scares.
1: Like maybe one possible, but that's only one.
0: Yeah, like there's there's so many things that like as I was watching, I'm like I'm ready for it. I'm yeah. ready for it. And that made me just like hooked onto the screen. It just
1: makes you, and it and it keeps you tense the entire movie because there's no release. That's why it's, they like a have jump scares <laughs> is to like get you like to release like that tension. And, yeah. but then it also kind of like, you know, deflates the actual tension of the movie. Whereas with this, it's like, there's, it's literally just building up to this crazy ending. That's going to be like insane because you've built yeah. up so much tension. But I love the fact because I feel like haunted movies, especially haunted people, haunted house, they re- like don't necessarily rely on jump scares, but they're a huge part of it because mm-hmm. that's like, I mean, maybe that's just the way to make ghosts scary for some people or demons, whatever, but yeah. it's just a huge trope in that, in that genre. Huh. So it's fascinating that this movie had none of that.
0: Yeah, well, and then the fact that like, yeah, like you keep anticipating and it keeps you hooked in, it makes you like really engaged in all of the actual like character development that's happening and all the plot that's happening. Mm -hmm. And you're so locked in waiting for the shit to go down. But then like you, now you're just kind of like accidentally locked into all of this really great story that's building. Yeah. And I like, I loved it. I feel like this was a horror movie made for people who love horror films.
1: Yes. I can confirm
0: (laughs) like the reason the the reason that I was so engaged and had so much anticipation was because like I've seen this in other movies and so I'm like oh yeah it's gonna be like every other horror movie where this plays
1: on all that stuff that you already have built into your brain
0: and I think Ari Aster just in my head the whole movie he's like I know every horror movie trope and I'm going to make you think you do too, but then we're, we're not going to do it. Yeah. And it's going to make
1: you think that it's happening, but it's not actually happening. That's like 10 times more effective than any jump scare. I feel
0: it's really distinct and unique in that point of like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't do the traditional ways of scaring people. And because of that, I actually don't think I would recommend this movie to someone who doesn't like horror movies. See, I'm the
1: opposite. I think that you, I mean, granted anybody who doesn't like horror movies, like my boyfriend Nolan, he fucking hates them. <laughs> and every time I it's because I'm so dedicated to finding the one that he's going to like, right? Yeah. Like that's all I plan to do. Like he really liked the new scream. He enjoyed that. Cause that's like yeah. horror comedy, but like a true blue horror film. It's really hard to get anybody who doesn't like horror movies to like it. And I was like, he hates jump scares. So this might be the movie. He's like, I could have gone my whole life without watching that. The filmmaking was cool, but, you know, and I liked that there's no jump scares, but I'm not going to
0: rewatch that, you know? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But why wouldn't you recommend it to someone who doesn't so like, like horror so movies? Like,
0: like Sarah doesn't really like horror movies. She's kind of gotten into it a little more lately. Um, Does she just not like the jump scares either? Well, no, she just gets super scared and doesn't oh, okay, like being yeah. scared. <laughs> um, I get it.
1: Been there myself.
0: She doesn't get that high that the rest of us get.
1: It, us. I built it up over time because <laughs> I used to be a scaredy cat too. I call it like building your like horror calluses it's like getting your (laughs) horror calluses once you the more you get the more you can fucking handle it's insane the
0: the the reason why I don't think I would have her watch this is because I don't think that that anticipation or that tension is going to be there the same way it was for me just because like I feel like Or that she would
1: enjoy that feeling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I feel like Ari Aster is having fun with horror movie fans in this Mm -hmm. movie. But if you're, if you, if you avoid horror movies, I feel like this would come off as just a very slow and kind of boring movie.
1: Well, so that's what's interesting is because I feel like all the critics really loved it. And I felt Mm -hmm. like a lot of people who didn't like horror movies typically, this is like, I mean, this movie and Get Out. And like, obviously, there's a lot of other ones, but it's like the whole elevated horror, which is like, know this is the best horror because it's not just like somebody trying to kill you it's like has something to say it has a message and that became like a huge thing so people who are like oh i don't like normal horror but i only like good horror like the elevated i feel like this is one of those movies where it's like people who don't normally like it they enjoyed the fact that it wasn't just like a cheap horror movie that you would normally see because it's really different than every other horror movie so i would say like I mean, granted, if you're gonna be really scared, if you're scared of horror movies, like this is not gonna be not scary, <laughs> but it's like, you know, there's a lot of things that happen that are pretty upsetting. And the last
0: last 15 minutes are scary. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And then there's a lot of like upsetting stuff. It's just a very disturbing dark movie. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like a hard recommend usually, unless you're like a masochist like us and you love <laughs> that shit, because that's That's the kind of shit that I'm like, oh boy, we're really, (laughs) like, this is already happening. Oh God, I can't believe it. Like the scariest part for me is when the mom's in the background on the wall, on the ceiling, Mm -hmm. crawling around. And there's no fucking music to like, oh God, look at that. Like uh, the haunting of Hill House, how there's like hidden ghosts Mm -hmm. in the background of every shot. And you only notice them sometimes. And if you go back and like look for them, yeah. But it's like, it's so scary. You're like, did mm-hmm. I see that? And it makes yeah. your mind like be like, Oh, now I'm like the character, right? Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck was that? And it gets you so scary. Like, I think that's so much more effective than a jump scare. And it was like the most ups- like disturbing, scary <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I feel like she's like crawling like a fucking spider, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like not no, that, about it. <laughs> that part when she's banging on the cellar.
1: Oh, God, I know. Or I, the like, attic. <laughs> I hated that. So <laughs> I was like, how the fuck is she doing that? And Nolan was like, she was literally just crawling around the ceiling and i'm like oh yeah Yeah. so i was like how the fuck is she reaching that he just pulled up the ladder but then i was like he's like remember and i'm like oh yeah she's hitting it with her fucking head right (laughs) yeah i mean Um, nothing compared to what she does like a minute later but like pretty upsetting right
0: i think the only time that i kind of went was when they would randomly hear the
1: oh yeah that got me (laughs) like that was loud i'm like Jesus, the cluck, the clucking thing, and I was like, "Is that something that just the daughter did, or is that the demon? Because he kind of does it at the end again."
0: Well, I think it's, I think it's the demon's trait. The daughter yeah,
1: was doing it first. Was and then, doing yeah. it. Okay, when, I when she so did, too,
0: when she did that the first time, I'm like, "That's a thing."
1: Yep. That's well, that, I remember and then, that. And then in she, the and then she
0: did it. She, then she did it over and I'm Yep, this is a thing. I don't know what <laughs> it is, but it's a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what I remember the most from the marketing was like the cluck sound uh, like that she would do and then she was like featured so heavily in the trailer that yeah. like I thought she was going to be like the main character. And I was like, "Oh, we're already starting and she's possessed. She's cutting things heads off. She's <laughs> being weird." right yeah, I don't... and then it was like oh shit wait a minute she's fucking like they just pulled like a janet lee in psycho and killed her off after like 20 minutes it was yeah nuts. i
0: like i don't remember any of the trailers like mm-hmm. so I, I didn't watch anything before from the beginning of the movie i was like she's the main character kid, this kid's the problem
1: yeah she's the, the... the one she's possessed instantly yeah. you're like okay yeah i no, don't she's yeah. creepy <laughs> and,
0: yeah and then they drew barrymore just yeah. like
1: <laughs> <It was> Barrymore, <laughs> janet lee older example but still accurate <laughs> that it's a great way to do it to throw the audience off. Because once yeah. you do that, then you're like, all right, nobody's safe, apparently. Yeah, Which is a great idea for this movie because <laughs> literally nobody is. And I know you're in pain and I wish I could take that away for you. I wish I could shield you from the knowledge that you did what you did, but your sister is dead. She is gone forever. Okay, so my next category is so many decapitations specifically, we're going to be talking about not just the gnarly kills, but all the violence, because it's like mostly at the end. But it all worth is worth calling out, I feel.
0: I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff at the end. But man, that first kill of Charlie, the little girl, I did not see that coming.
1: I was going to ask you about that, because that was something also that shocked the fuck out of me and was horrifying.
0: I almost did a spit take. Yeah,
1: it was like out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, fuck
0: like we were saying a second ago, I was so convinced that this girl, it was going to be the omen. Mm-hmm. Like it was this girl's just She's
1: the star. Yeah.
0: And the, another thing of Ari just playing with the audience, like, mm-hmm. oh, we've all seen this. And it's like, yeah. no, nope, you've never seen a girl get decapitated by a telephone pole.
1: Yeah. They usually don't start movies out that way. And You're at least like 20 minutes in. It's like killing a child. They're like, all right. I love that he's like leading out with that because that's some fucked up shit that other people maybe won't, you know, go there. But I think it's a respectable move because it was fucking out of nowhere and extremely horrifying. Like, especially the follow-up shot the next day of her head covered in ants. I was like, fuck that shit. Bugs get me.
0: Add another example of how they didn't really use gore to sell how, how, how bad it was. Like your your imagination, your imagination is just like, what?
1: Because he's actually like so smart, similar to like, you know, how in Jaws, like it's scary when you can't see the shark. It's always Mm. withholding the villain or like not even the villain, but the violence or whatever is so much scarier. Like your mind can come up with something better than they can ever,
0: you know, show you. It was wild. And I was, I'm kind of glad she died when she did. Cause like the beginning of the movie, she was so weird. Like she was so just like evil. Also, apparently that was that girl's first role. And like Mm -hmm. she was brilliant. Oh, yeah. She's
1: done like, I think she's done like theater and some other stuff, but
0: like she, yeah, she sold how messed up she was. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there, I'm like, man, they are laying this on thick for her. Like, like you're
1: like, okay, I get it. She's got some shit like going ha- on.
0: I was like, how are they going to up this throughout the movie? Like,
1: and then they just fucking kill her. And you're like, well, that did it <laughs> now. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen.
0: Well, the funny part for me personally, the moment I knew I it hated is hilarious. her.
1: hilarious. Oh, you hated her. Okay. The
0: moment I hated her is when she pulled out the chocolate at the funeral. Who just has a chocolate bar with them?
1: <laughs> I mean, she and did then, a lot of things that were questionable in general. Yeah. She really she, nailed it, and she was way disturbing for like a child actor that like to go to that yeah. place. She really went there.
0: Yeah, I was like, like,
1: she's acting like she's like so much older and like so much more mature. You know? Yeah.
0: What? Well, which? Which I
1: guess yeah. is right because it's Cause like she was, she was possessed. possessed. Yeah. 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 And she it was, was like it was nuts.
0: <laughs> it was nuts. Uh, I want to talk about a, a, a kill for a second. I think it's the only non-decapitation kill. Um, There's two
1: non-decapitation. When
0: the husband gets lit on fire. Yes.
1: That was an out of nowhere kill too.
0: So I, as I was watching it, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I hope that he is just like so done with it. Like he's so over his crazy wife. I hope that he's just like, you know what? I'll call your bluff. He throws it into the fire and then she goes up into a blaze and then he's like, what the shit do I do? Yep.
1: (laughs) I was gonna ask if you were in this situation, right? And so like you're the husband and your wife is acting. So Sarah's acting like Tony Collette in this movie. Like, would you at all, based on what he goes through before the catching on fire moment, would you like buy into this whole, like something supernatural fucked up is happening? Or would you be like the dad, like how he's like, my wife is obviously insane. That's the only explanation that makes any fucking logical sense.
0: You know, it's funny. This is bed in my head, actually, because we live in a hundred being haunted. Well, we live, <laughs> we live in a 120 year old house.
1: Yeah. So there's probably and- at least a couple ghosts there.
0: Sarah's definitely thought a couple times that the house is haunted.
1: But like oh, Yeah, me too. I always do.
0: So but we've never gone down that road of like really like are we really having this conversation? She
1: doesn't have a ghost tracker app on her phone cuz I have like a scanner thing you can use that like Not... will scan any room and tell you if there's something there. I've scanned that... many a basement with that thing.
0: Are you saying scanned or scam? Because you're definitely oh, getting scammed. No,
1: it's not a scam. It's a scan. It's free. It's a free fucking ghost tracker app.
0: Sure it is.
1: Okay. It, it's like you know, I'm you, paying 20 bucks a month for this you, shit.
0: You you know who developed the app hmm. is the ghost. That's yeah, how exactly. they track you. That's how That's... they know where you're at.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, it's not like it's like a sexual predator app. I'm talking about like use it and it'll like sense whatever is in the air. I don't know how it works. I don't it's know prob- if it's a hundred percent. It's probably not, a fart.
0: I mean, it's probably I'm, a fart. Well,
1: that's how you know a demon's there. That's <laughs> the number one sign is if you smell farts. Isn't that crazy? Our I know house all is, these wolves. our house
0: is definitely haunted then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I bet it is <laughs> it has
0: nothing to do with us farting a lot. Just of it's not. demons. It's just, just demons. demons.
1: <laughs> well, that's the first thing they say in the conjuring is do you smell like rotten farts all the time?
0: They say but, yeah. rotten flesh
1: whatever it still smells like a fart or like releasing gas or whatever they it's basically the same thing they're thinking like some stanky ass farts and that's like (laughs) demons are just nasty apparently so it's like there's times where Augie, my dog will fart and i've questioned if he's possessed because it is so rotten awful like my god and i'm just feeding him normal fucking food so i don't know i think he might
0: be possessed anyways (laughs) okay um, wait
1: you haven't answered my question
0: okay what was your question my question
1: if you're in this scenario, oh, oh. you're the husband, Sarah's the wife, where do you fall? Are you like buying into this supernatural shit or are you all, she's obviously a fucking loon and I need to lock her up because there's no way that this would be supernatural.
0: The, the funny thing is that I would probably default to thinking this is not a ghost.
1: It's just mm-hmm. not what it
0: is. But because I've seen so many horror movies where the husband is the problem, he's
1: always the fucking I w- problem. i would
0: probably overcompensate and just be like yep it's a ghost oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna I- be the reason we die <laughs> like- no
1: 100 percent. but see that's the thing it's like i talked to nolan about this and he's like like no way would he ever believe even like he's the dad who's like when she starts doing this like the, the seance thing and he's like looks under the table and it's like that would be nolan and he's like Like when she says, like, go check on my mother in the attic. And then she's like, wait, but there's more. And he's like, there's more than your headless mother's corpse, like up in the attic. Of course there is. It's like that would be fucking Nolan. He'd be like, you're insane. And I would be the person who might seem insane. But at the earliest sign of any fucking weird shit, I would 100% all in. It's a a ghost or a demon like I, I don't care. If it's the tiniest sign, I'm I'm already noping the fuck out, or I'm gonna figure it out before everybody else. And Nolan will be the first to die. Of course, <laughs> he's gonna light himself on fire because he doesn't fucking know. He won't listen to me. And I feel like like I'd rather be the crazy one who buys into this shit than the idiot who dies first because they won't like see what's in front of their face, which I feel like it takes the family in this movie kind of a little bit to be like, okay, something's clearly fucked up
0: going on. <laughs> I think I would give myself a little bit of credit in that I would be skeptical like the rest of them early in any horror movie. The first moment something happens, I'm on board. When she does the the thing of like, are you here, Charlie? And then like things happen. I would no longer be skeptical. Be like, okay, I'm in.
1: Yeah. this is this obviously is fucking all real. I need <laughs> yeah. like now. There's no. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I'm going to try and get the fuck out or kill myself if there's no way to get out of this, because I am not going to stick around for the inevitably fucked up finale of this. Whatever it is, it's building up to something horrible. I've seen every almost every horror movie, especially haunted ones it's really hard to get rid of that shit. Cause even if you move, sometimes they're like, oh, well it was following you. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? How do I get out of this? Like, I can't beat a fucking demon. There's no way. <laughs> so I just feel like I would be super like sus about things. If like mm-hmm. the, the earliest little tiny sign of like something maybe just moves. I'd be like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Like that's, something's up.
0: That's like one of the tropes that has aged the worst with horror movies is just like, how much it took for the male character to actually believe. Like, I can't I think know. of anything off the top of my head, but I know there's movies where like literally the entire cast dies and the guy's like, I'm not sure anything's going on. I think it's, sad, your head. I think it's like-
1: fucking accurate is the problem. <laughs> that's why it keeps being done is because like every man that I know is like, well, that would never happen. What's your source? Like they need everything fucking in front of their face. Men are more visual too. So yeah. I feel like that's the thing. But it's like, I could hear a fucking whisper and no one's around. I'd be like, all right, I think we should fucking move. You know, like I'm <laughs> out. I'm ready. I'm just suspicious of everything. You yeah. know, maybe it's because I'm an anxious person. I don't fucking know. But that's kind of my second half of this question, which was the woman who comes up to her, like when she's like in the parking lot and then like shows her how to do the seance. The woman you from suspicious hand, handmaid's of her? Tale. Yes. Were you suspicious of her at all?
0: Actually, no. I feel like whenever I watch a horror movie, I'm suspicious of everyone.
1: Always. Like the Um, most, the least, or like it's like Dwight says on The Office, it's not the person you most suspect or the person that you least suspect. It's the person that you most
0: middle suspect. (laughs) I I think this might be because it was my first time seeing it, but I was so thrown off from the little girl dying that I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Like I, yeah, I w- kind of. I was for sure. Like this is the most obvious little evil child monster ever. <laughs>
1: and then, and then, <laughs> I love that then, you keep coming back to
0: this. And she's the so victim of a telephone pole killing. Yeah. But anyway, back to the friend. Um. So yeah, like I, I didn't think anything of it. Um. I was like, oh, yeah. I know her. I know her from Handmaid's Tale. Um, I, I
1: didn't. I actually haven't watched Handmaid's Tale, but. I know who she is because like, I just fucking know who actors are. I can't help yeah. it. Um. But She's really so, good in
0: handmade stuff. Yeah,
1: and so I honestly, I just feel like she has a very warm presence and like, I should have been more suspicious of her, but I wasn't. And also I didn't, I mean, this is like what you said earlier. This movie is like mysteriously about a cult. You don't know that no. till the very end. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was a cool twist. But like the two first deaths, are definitely more shocking, I would say. And then the last two are just like, like, especially, I would say uh, Tony Collette's death might be the most up- d- disturbing one. It gets yeah. me every time I watch it. I think it's especially because of how fast she starts sawing her fucking neck off at the end.
0: And she's like crazy eyes the whole yeah, time, oh yeah. like that, looking directly into the camera. Like- <laughs> yeah, no,
1: like that kid immediately, like, he's the final death after that, where he immediately just fucking jumps out the window. And I'm like, I would have done that probably three hours earlier in this movie, which is probably even before this fucking movie starts. <laughs> but like, I would have done this like after the first fucking sense of anything being wrong. But I oh, feel you like would, he you got would the have best killed death. yourself
0: as soon as the girl got beheaded. Or yeah. if you saw her cut the bird's head off, then you would have killed yourself. If I mean, you witnessed either way, that. yeah.
1: Just being around her, I think I might for sure. Uh, but I, I feel like, like, especially that scene of her death, like just going back to that his acting in that scene is actually probably realistically how I would react where he's just in so much fucking shock and traumatized that he's like okay I'm just just gonna go home and then like fucking parks and lets the mom discover it the next day without any heads up like I also would not know how to fucking bring that up it's awkward I would probably avoid it for sure but and he also I feel like I know that the mom has been suffering a lot longer but I feel like I was like glad at least that poor kid got a little relief of having a nice pain, like easy death, the best death personally, because I would much rather any of these is not preferable to jumping out a window. I would have done that. That's that's that's
0: wait. Do you you think he died when he jumped out the window?
1: I think so, because I think that was like the whole point, right? That he had to be like she was telling him to be gone and he has to like leave the body. he died and they possessed the
0: body yeah oh i think that was it
1: because like also that was i assume why everybody else got their fucking head chopped off (laughs) (laughs) like they all were fucking killed and i feel like like in that shot of the telephone pole you can see the cult's like little symbol carved on it before like when it zooms in on it a little bit before Mm -hmm. like the when they're going to the party so i think that was like the whole point was that he kills himself at the end which like He should have just done a fucking long time ago, man. I would have it's pretty upsetting. But the the violence in that part, it was so like kind of not as violent as like his most violent scene would be when he hits his head on the desk, which was a crazy ass scene. And his acting in that with like the eye half open and like just the weird like it literally looked like he was fucking possessed.
0: Yeah, like put his hand up. Oh, upsetting
1: angle. If I saw that and if I saw that in class, I don't think I'd ever get over it. And like the fact that he immediately starts screaming his fucking head off when he wakes up like that was fucked (laughs) the only other really like gnarly or like disturbing scene that I can think of I mean granted there's a lot of it that's like mentally or emotionally disturbing but the scene when she finds like the mom's headless corpse up in the attic that's like very disturbing even though it's not super like gory and gross but I mean it's just very visceral and like all the flies like it's just an upsetting part (laughs)
0: And I like how they kind of built up to that with the dad dealing with the grave being desecrated. And he's like, what does that mean? And he's on the he's email. Like, oh shit, already. <laughs> he, he's like on the email and then they get the claims thing. And it's like, they kind of been building up to that. So yeah, good kills across the board. Great kills.
1: And I like how it's like, for anyone who says this movie's boring, I'm like, did you fucking finish it? Because it's really not at all. Yeah. And even in the moments when they're not killing, I think it's disturbing, like the performances and the vibe and the mood. It's just very ominous and dark. The whole time, so it's already kind of fucked up in its own way, and then just adding that visceral gore at the right moments, and especially like building up to that huge finale with all the crazy shit at once, was just chef's kiss.
0: Yeah, I think this has a similar thing to say as The Conjuring, in that The Conjuring was rated R, but there wasn't hardly any swearing, there wasn't hardly any gore, it was rated R because it was so scary. Yeah, this movie is not gory, like the, the kills like the ending,
1: it- I will say, is very gory like the the piano wire in the neck is like the really disturbing thing i would say that's pretty upsetting because they show it for a while
0: yeah but it's not gory like there's not there's some blood coming out but like i mean it's pretty the noises
1: i think is the like the the sound of her the piano wire cutting through the neck and like the squishy with the with the razor sharp i mean that's more i think why i'm making it to be so just like fucked up in my head it's totally, like just watching it. it's not as gory as like you're right. But yeah. it's like the whole effect is very gory yes. and disturbing in my mind,
0: like, yeah, it, the the kills in this are super effective. Like this mm-hmm. is a rated R movie because it is
1: For scary.
0: like it's scary. It's <laughs> not. there's
1: also swearing, but yeah, yeah there's
0: some. but like and
1: dark, dark themes, I think. there's no way. Like, this could ever i mean i would hate to fucking see a pg13 version of this
0: <laughs> you could do a pg13 mo- version of this movie you would take out a couple things but it would still be extremely scary like the scary it's, stuff yeah. is not why it's rated r like the scary stuff is is core and like you could remove this this a couple of the swearings maybe a little bit of blood from from that kill and it would still be horrifying
1: it's not about the gore, but the gore is like perfectly executed to really yeah. emphasize the terror of everything and like, like the the pure mid- disturbing nature of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, like like Midsummer is more gory than oh, yeah than this. Like mm-hmm. Midsummer is yeah, I understand why it's rated R.
1: Totally. Cause this- also this movie's like darker, I feel like. So it's like some of the gore, like especially at the finale, it's such a dark lit scene that it's mm-hmm. not as upsetting as like Midsummer is like fucking bright ass sunshine the entire yeah. movie. And yeah. it's very like obvious when there's gore, like it's yeah. all very upsetting.
0: All right, I'll get to, to my final award. The Tony Collette facial expression extravaganza.
1: <laughs> it's true. Like the different
0: like expressions that she does.
1: It's just <laughs> insane. It's so like, I feel like it's so real because she's so like, I mean, it's also very dramatic, but it's also just feels way more like real than other horror movies. I don't I- know
0: after I, after the movie end, like one of the first thoughts I first thought was that was, that was great. Second thought was, I hope Tony Collette had a day between scenes. She is going so hard, hundred miles an hour, this yeah. entire movie. Like- yeah.
1: Like maybe the first like 10 minutes, she's like kind of quietly getting there. And then it's like the daughter, bam. And then it's like, like her scene where she finds out like the daughter's body in the car mm-hmm. and freaking out. It was very similar to that opening with Florence Pugh and Midsommar where she's crying yeah. and it feels like real because yeah. it's so like pure grief and so upsetting. And it's like, it just felt real both times. I felt like they both just perfectly were like, this is not like just typical crying or like freaking out in a movie. This was like, Real pain, like I was like, she must have really been fucking upset about that. Yeah, like she's this... so fucking good. Oh, no, I, can't, I, can't. I just wanna die.
0: This was the deepest part of the human experience for pain. Yes. Like,
1: yeah, it was like, and it just gets fucking poked the entire movie. Like this family goes through so fucking much i mean my god i mean the people in Midsummer didn't have it great but this is fucking worse this is a hundred times worse and there's it's like i don't know there's just there's nothing they can do about it too but yeah she's she's unbelievable i i'm still so upset she never got an oscar or nominated for this i mean how do you fucking like you yeah. think about that
0: it's shocking i mean maybe it's not that shocking because oscars snub yeah, you know, everybody genre, genre films, but, well, um, but the
1: year before they had, so this was like 2018 when this movie came out. So the year, the 2018 Oscars, they, uh, they gave best adapted screenplay for get out and they nominated yeah, but it for they best didn't... picture and best actor. Like they at least nominated it. It's wow. still, I mean, maybe it's cause it's fucking Jordan Peele. I don't know, but that I was thinking amazing. that like this and Midsommar, I'm so bothered that it's... they were excluded.
0: It was probably because of get out that this movie got snubbed. They were like, okay, we did a horror movie, but
1: it's like, oh, it's, it's stupid. I hate I, I it. Agree. I know, I but agree. I agree. It's stupid. But like just the nominees that year that were nominated. I mean, I think she beats all of them. It was lady Gaga. So, yeah. A star is born. Olivia Coleman, the favorite who ended up winning.
0: No one saw that movie.
1: I know Glenn close the wife.
0: No one saw that. movie.
1: Yep. Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? Great movie. Great. I wanted.
0: I wanted to see that movie. I
1: think it's on Hulu. I don't know if it mm. still is, but either way. Um, and then Yalitza, a P from Roma, which mm. no one, I don't know if anyone saw that movie either. My vote was for Lady Gaga, but it's like, I didn't see the hereditary that year, but like if I would have seen that I it's insane that she, she just gave so much to it and maybe it was too over the top for them, but yeah, she should have fucking won.
0: The scene where she's at group therapy, that was supposed to be her Oscar reel. I have a theory. I want to run it by you, see what you think. Okay. A part of me thinks that Ari Aster originally wrote this character to be one of the kids because Tony Collette acts like a teenager this entire movie. I don't she's, think so. She's all over the place. She's,
1: I mean, wouldn't you be? That's no, like, okay, but like, come on. No, but like, she's no, allowed but like, to be all over she, the place. She
0: is She is as mature as her son. No, like, she is when, not.
1: Also, she's <laughs> been fucking tormented her entire life by her mother and be trying to be possessed by a demon and do the devil's work or whatever. I mean, she's had a fucked up life. Like, I don't <laughs> think you could say she's, oh, she's over no, the top. You know what? She's no, fucking earned it, honestly. I, I'd I'm, say-
0: I'm just, I'm just saying. I feel like the dad was. Hysterical to you too. No, no, no. (laughs) I feel like the dad was written originally as a single father, Uh and there's just certain lines that Tony Collette has. Movie. Okay, I'm just saying, but like, written. I think Tony Collette auditioned, and Ari Aster was so into it that he he just rewrote that character to be the mom. But like, listen, (laughs) when when she is when when she's doing the model for Uh the car crash. And the dad's like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then her response is, what? It's a neutral perspective of the car (laughs) crash. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, and then the dinner table fight I'm like, this is how a brother and sister fight. And then the dad's like, okay, we're we're done. I get it, emotionally tormented, but I was just saying, I'm like, was she originally written as a teenage girl? Like, and then Tony Collette just morphed into that and just her amazing acting, she just exuded okay. it no. as, as a middle-aged woman. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a waste. <laughs> if it could have maybe brought us
1: together or something, if you could have just said, I'm sorry, or faced up to what happened. Maybe Dan, we could do something with this, but you can't take responsibility for anything. I mean, she's gone through so much and so much trauma. And she had a fucked up relationship with her parents. So obviously her upbringing wasn't easy. So I just yeah. feel like it wasn't like a, I wasn't worried about that because I was just like, yes, I would be more fucked up than this even probably. <laughs> and I have been that dramatic about things and I've never had something this fucked up happen to me. And she's allowed, I think, a little bit of insanity or a lot. I mean, she's obviously crazy, but the scene with the son, I felt like made total sense. You know, a sorry mom would have been nice. And also he never trusted her because she tried to kill him in his mind, right? Like he says Mm -hmm. that he had, like, she talks about how he woke up and they were both covered in paint thinner. And Mm -hmm. she was about to, like, she struck a match. Like that's, yeah. I mean, would you be able to get over that if your mom did that to you ever? I don't know if I would. I think I might hold that against her for the rest of her days.
0: (laughs) Especially a teenage child. Teenagers 100% look for any reason. Oh yeah, I mean, I I have
1: different reasons for hating my parents, but that would be at the top of the list if this had happened to me. And I think I might hold on to that. But what's cool about it is that I think by the end of the movie, like before he kills himself, at least, I think he does kind of understand by the end, that this was not his mom; she was not in control mm. of any of these things, and that, like, she was also being tormented by this. Right?
0: Mm. That's
1: at least how I felt.
0: Let's talk about the
1: the rest this, of the family, yeah, at talk, least.
0: So the little girl, we talked about her a little bit. She's I mean, great. like, for the short amount of time that she was in the movie, she made an impression. Like, <laughs> she was she was great. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk was... about
1: the son though? Because I feel like that... I didn't like the son. Oh really? I felt like Alex Wolf is his name.
0: Yeah, he was and he I've he, only seen old, him in, in Old. That was oh, the only thing.
1: You've never seen Jumanji the new movies cuz he's the kid who turns into oh, yeah, the rock. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's but that, he's fun in those movies, but it's like you know he's just regular. He's,
0: he's just in it in nerd. 5 minutes.
1: Of course. Of course, but that's the what I've seen him, him in first. is funnier
0: playing him than anything Obviously, else. Obviously,
1: because it's the fucking rock acting like a little nerd. Of course that's hilarious. But I'm just saying I think he was so fucking good in this movie like this movie and then um old i was like i'm really impressed by his like acting abilities i feel like he's really great in this movie like i feel that like like the reason that one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when the sister gets decapitated which like (laughs) might be fucked up to say he was
0: he was really good he was
1: so good because it's just like it felt so real and like you just see everything without him saying anything i'm surprised you didn't like him so i want to hear why
0: (laughs) uh, i mean It's conflicting. Like, I (laughs) thought that scene after the phone pole massacre, I thought that reaction was unique. When I first watched it, I'm, like, expecting him to scream, kind of like like how the mom did. Be
1: dramatic like everybody else would normally act that scene in a movie.
0: Yeah, but, like, he's a kid. And some kids are very loud and crazy and and some people aren't. And like, I thought that was a a cool scene of just like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Like denial. But like, he knew what's happened. He's like, I'm just not going to look at it. And then he drove home and just like went to bed. Like nothing happened, even though something insane did happen
1: but i get that like i feel like in situations that i thought it was
0: good traumatizing
1: yeah like how would you i don't know how i would react i don't know how you'd go tell your parents like you've never seen someone get
0: decapitated from a phone pole. you've never let alone
1: like be responsible for it and it be your fucking sister i mean there's just so many factors that go into this that is so upsetting like i feel like his pure shock Of just not anything. It's like, yeah, it's a real shitty thing to do, but that's like one of my favorite parts of the movie. I just think he nails that.
0: Renee, you live such a privileged life. I experience a decapitation at least (laughs) once a week. Okay.
1: I mean, I want to, but I can't get them. I can't fucking
0: seem to find one. That scene was really good. The scene where, like, he was in the classroom and like stuck his hand up and like the way he morphed his body, I thought was good. But it's just like everything in between. I'm just like, I don't like this. The first quarter of the movie, he's just like this monotone nothing that like wants to... Hook up with this girl at a party. That's like the
1: first like 15 minutes, I was say, saying before like some disturbing, he actually yeah. gets into being like,
0: it's there's pre phone <laughs> poll incident and, and post phone poll. Incident. I agree
1: with that. That's but the like, way to split this movie up.
0: <laughs> yeah. like It really is. <laughs>
1: yeah. But then I wish I was in a theater when I saw that the first time. Oh, I would love uh, that, to see the response. That would have been nuts. People yeah. are like, that's one you want to see in
0: theaters. But then everything after that, he's totally different. Like he's just, He's very this-
1: vulnerable and crying a lot. Yeah, he's a crybaby.
0: Right? And- okay, oh,
1: yeah. Oh, God, I hope. Well, I'm sure you'd call me a crybaby if I decapitated my sister on accident and then, like, all this fucked up shit was happening and I was banging my head against the desk. I think I would have a right to cry a lot. Well, I know I'm he's not- a guy,
0: but. I'm no, well, no, I'm not saying the scene at the end when he's freaking out because his mom is locked no, in the attic. No, before
1: that. Even He's crying a lot throughout the movie and I'm saying I think it's all pretty justified. I think I just
0: wanted something to like transition the difference.
1: Oh yeah, I needed it to be a little smoother. I no. feel like he, he really established right off the bat that he was changed forever and there was no going back. I would maybe, cry at the littlest thing of anything. I mean, think about in midsummer, right? She this also... might be
0: a midsummer situation where I didn't get it the first time. That's like true. maybe maybe this time I got 75% of it because i really liked this movie midsummer i was like that was nuts that was stupid what did i watch yeah this i might have got like 75% of it and maybe there's just some nuance between him and the dad that can be replaced by any actor in the world and <laughs> maybe there's just some nuance there that i missed
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i love that uh yeah i don't know i mean the dad was like the like last person i have listed and i'm just like I mean, I don't even know what to say about him. He was very interchangeable. But it's interesting because he had actually they'd they'd worked together before. And so, and in one of his father horrifying and son. shorts, no, 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 not in like not in Ari Aster <laughs> stuff, but in some other show or something like he had played his dad like briefly. Um, and so uh, it was like like they had worked together before, I believe. And I was like, he, he, wouldn't have bought that because I don't. Da- think
0: that- <laughs> the dad and the son had worked together before. Yeah,
1: like they had been they had acted as father and son, I believe before
0: that. Okay. So maybe, maybe that's one of the reasons I was, didn't like the son. Maybe I was distracted by this. I don't think he's the son.
1: He doesn't look like he could be their son. Yeah. I don't see how
0: those two create that. Like, yeah, the daughter looked totally different than the son, like no relation. And I'm like, I like, I think I was waiting for some sort of plot development. Like you're adopted. Because I'm like, this. Th- there's no way this there's, is their actual son. He doesn't look son. at all like him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I
1: agree. I agree with that. I still think he was amazing. I think maybe on rewatch, you'll like like it more. Um, mm. Whereas the dad, I'm like, this could be any dad in a horror movie, especially a haunted house movie, right? But there's- that's because they're usually interchangeable because they're all the fucking same.
0: <laughs> the, the dad... A funny thing on the dad, um, I thought, I mean, I thought the dad was really well written. Like the yeah, dad, totally. was suppo- the dad was supposed to be the oh, stereotypical. Yeah. I mean, know, he fit it to a character. tape, honestly,
1: and he wasn't as dumb as normal. Like yeah. he still was like, oh shit, what the hell is that? But he also just thought she's fucking what? obviously making this up.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I agree with you. I think he was as dumb as possible because she's like my headless grandmother mother mother. my headless mother is in the attic and he's like oh yeah he goes up finds the mother then comes down through the swarm of flies and he's like that really he's like you dug up your your mother well i mean he thinks that she's
1: purely (laughs) insane at this point and he's like i mean that's the same thing fucking nolan would say to me he would never go well if that's true then there must be something demonic going on he would just say you fucking did this, you crazy fuck. Because that's the only way that their brain could process it. I think no. If you're super logical, I think that you just can't even accept the fact that it's supernatural. He's like, it has to be her, or it's like nothing, right? Like I, there's there's no way he can handle that.
0: I'm going to defend logic. And even if you are a logical person, logic should not lead to you dug up your mother. Do you know how much physical exertion it takes to dig up?
1: Well, he said she went to the movies all the time by herself, which is a pretty weak alibi. And also like a weird one. I thought that was a strange one. Like, I'm just going to go see a movie. Still, is she
0: doing this with a (laughs) shovel? She's not
1: renting. She could be doing this, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Well, he did say it was a week after, so she could have been out there. I mean, granted, they might notice if she was out there every night and slowly it was just so, yeah, it had to be like multiple people i get that but i think his brain just wouldn't accept any weird shit going on i agree he was naturally just like you know it might not make sense to him but he's like it makes sense in a better way than like oh yeah there's a cult trying to bring about a demon that's better like i think he's like no i'd rather think my wife is insane because she's fucking crazy and then it bites him in the ass literally because he gets lit on fire
0: you got to You got to say something about that house, though. It is very well insulated. Those flies those flies didn't get out of the attic. The I know smel- I was so smell bothered that out. they didn't like-
1: fucking. Well, they noticed the smell when he came home, but then that was it. It was just that one time. And I'm like, how long has she been up there, though? Like, I feel like that was the beginning of the movie when you found out that she was up, like taken. How long was she fucking up there? And also, yeah, all those flies, all the ants, not about it. If they if you want to scare the shit out of me, in a fucking movie or disturb me it's like bugs just really naturally do it especially (laughs) flies like i know that there were no flies in that scene probably it was like just cgi but it's like it just fucking unnerves (laughs) me you know like i just and
0: one last funny thing about the dad just from my own experience every time i saw the dad i was like is that james woods does he look like (laughs) james woods in in my mind, he looked like James <laughs> Woods, but Weird, the way I, I did not make that connection. The way that I figured out that he's not James Woods, is I'm like, there's no way that James Woods would be this subdued Subtle. of this yeah. subdued of a, of a character. Totally, he'd
1: be like, he'd be just, he'd be trying to match Tony Collette in every scene.
0: Oh, 100%. and it would not
1: work at all. It just um, hit
0: him saying "fuck" a lot. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about the ending because I think. Personally, this ending slaps so fucking hard, and I think it really nails it.
0: I think this ending is interesting in that I agree with you. I think they nailed it, but I think it's also super divisive. Mm-hmm. I think people, like most of this movie, people go into this movie expecting to know Be what they're scared. Of, expecting to know what happens, mm-hmm. and the ending of this movie really slaps you in the face, mm-hmm. and depending on the type of person you are, that could, you could hate the ending. I could totally see how somebody hates the ending of this movie.
1: But I think it's but, like the only ending that really just makes sense. And it's perfect. Right. I mean, I yeah. do feel like because it also confirms what the fucking issue was this whole time. And it, mm-hmm. it has this unsettling thing about it, but it's almost like Payman, which is, I think the name of the demon who's one of the whatever kings of hell or some shit, which sounds horrifying. Why would we ever try to bring that guy back? I feel like he's the real protagonist. Because they respect the
0: elderly figure. That's why. I mean, I
1: guess. I don't know. He <laughs> likes that shit, which is like, get this guy out of here if that's what he wants. Uh, <laughs> but I I feel like he's like the real protagonist of the story because he finally gets what he wants at the end. And it's really been like a 30 year journey to, to where he finally ends up. I don't know. You could almost see it that way yeah a like, fucked up way but it's like a happy ending for the I, demon right i mean that's kind of interesting
0: yeah can totally see how someone would hate this ending i could see how somebody could see this ending as cheap like oh a cult really but like this whole movie is just kind of like playing with the expectations of a horror film yeah like, or like a typical like,
1: haunting movie they usually overcome it at the end and move on Right? Yeah, like
0: yeah, or like I could someone be like it was a cult the whole time, why didn't why didn't they say anything halfway through? And it's like, well, they did. Mm-hmm.
1: You just But you just, just don't notice you it. You just weren't paying time. attention. Yeah. Um, That's what's so good about it. I mean, I literally wrote in here just fucking amazing ending. No notes, 12 out of 10. Like, I, I mean a 100 out of 10, but 12 I, out of 10.
0: I don't feel like people remember this movie because the ending. I think the ending is great. I think the second act that whole section after the girl dies, it really starts with the girl dying. and all of the just like manicness that happens in between. I think that's what people really remember. And mm-hmm. then people who love horror movies or like get it, like they really like the they really like the ending. Yeah, I, th- I, can see I that. personally think they stuck the landing. I think they nailed the middle,
1: yeah, me too. I mean, the whole movie was just so like expertly crafted mm-hmm. and just just fantastic like the ending at the at like the music with the at the end with all the bells and like that kind of like religious kind of singing yeah. music was so great and then at the credit song it like turns into kind of like a happy song and you're <laughs> yeah. like is this really like fitting but I I was reading the trivia, obviously, like I do just, you know, because I can't help myself. Um, and it says that the like lyrics are if, of the song actually pertain to the movie. And it's talking about seeing things from the other side now. And it's talking about, like basically how Peter before he like killed himself or whatever, like saw and understood his mom's side and was able to forgive her and move on and like understand that it wasn't her fault, that mm-hmm. kind of deal, which I was like fascinating because i thought wow this is a real positive movie maybe this is like the fucking demon payments movie because it's like a happy song at the end but (laughs) if you listen to the lyrics it actually does have to do with the ending which is almost good that they like at least they're not suffering anymore that's really what i think at the end is like good for this family they're all dead they don't have to deal (laughs) with this anymore like that's way better that's like my go-to ending in a horror movie so I was happy for all of them. They don't have to suffer anymore. Except <laughs> the dad. He could have suffered a little bit more, but everybody else, I feel like they suffered plenty.
0: The, and one of the things I like with Ari Aster, at least so far, it's it's probably too early to tell, but I like how he ends his movies pretty definitively. Yeah. Like there's no room for sequels. Yeah. He's just on to the next one. Like if they did a hereditary <laughs> two, like, just, it would not what would be it even be
1: about it would be it wouldn't the be with Ar- the, the demon right would, or it'd be yeah, another it, family this is happening yeah, it too. wouldn't
0: be with ari aster <laughs> no
1: exactly he or, doesn't, like or like midsummer there's just yeah. yeah what oh now she's like living in the cult and it's like happy ever after like it would, it would be a romantic it's a comedy rom-com. With, yeah. <laughs> yeah like her and the guy like i'm here for that i would watch that
0: well i think we both agree we love this movie
1: Hundred percent. I'm gonna yeah, give it I, five out of five.
0: I'm starting to think in terms of ratings. Like, there's a lot of four out of out of four stars out of five stars. I think I'm gonna go with the uh, the the Cold Stone size of ice cream oh, rating. Love it. Gotta, like it. Yeah. Love it. Gotta have it. This is I'm a gotta, going, have movie. This is gotta have it. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Yeah. This is
1: like what it's like. It's one of those movies that you have to see before you die. I think it's mm-hmm. an important film, and it also like made people. I think. I mean, granted, there's disturbing shit, but I think it helps people to see that like horror can be a lot of different things and it doesn't well, always have to be the stupid shit that you're like not wanting
0: to see. I agree. Thank you, Renee, for giving me a good excuse to watch it because yeah. I enjoyed it. On, time. on to the next one. Yes. We did it. We talked about Hereditary and it was amazing.
1: It was it was really dark and like it but it kind of felt therapeutic for the soul. I
0: don't know. Well, I mean, I hope that Toni Collette just gets all the rest she needs after that. If she could use like fucking time off (laughs)
1: for whatever she went through. That was like that was like on the level of like almost like some Shelley Duvall in The Shining kind of shit.
0: Or Margot Robbie in Babylon.
1: There we shit. go. Yeah, she's probably still in rehab after that.
0: <laughs> she went straight from rehab to Barbie. Yes, as one <laughs> does. <laughs> All right, well, next week, we're talking about a movie that actually came out last year, and no one saw it. Did they? Oh, this movie definitely bombed at the box office. But I'm pretty sure everyone in the world has seen a meme from this movie. If you've seen a meme with Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal and a very, very recognizable song. We're doing that movie. We're talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent beautiful i always mess that title
1: up <laughs> <laughs> when i saw this trailer i was like i can't fucking wait to watch this movie and i feel bad now that it didn't do good because i did not see it in theaters but i will give this movie two thumbs way the fuck up it's amazing
0: it has everything it has pedro pascal who's just america's sweetheart at the moment he's america's daddy let's get the terminology right yep sorry he's a he's a daddy's daddy zaddy uh Pedro Pascal, it has drugs, it has terrorists, it has Nicolas Cage kissing himself. If mm-hmm. you know, you know.
1: Lots of Nicolas Cage. And uh, as it should. It it really is like a an ode to Nicolas Cage. But also surprising bromance.
0: Great bromance.
1: Just a fun time. So I've I've actually seen people are renting this movie like because there's fucking nothing new to rent. So <laughs> I'm sure that more people have seen it now than last year, so. Oh yeah. We're hoping that you'll if you haven't watched it, you could watch it on stars.
0: Mm-hmm. To say if you ever wondered, what what movie is this meme from? This is the movie. Go watch it, and then we're gonna talk about it next week. But until then, check us out on YouTube because we're still talking about yellow jackets. but on our citizen detective hats. It's getting weird
1: talking about cannibal my google search history for this show is very questionable like cannibalism cult practices and a lot of blood sacrifice so I'm, I'm i'm worried the fbi is going to show up any day but i think it's worth it so please help us make sure it's worth it by watching it on our youtube channel
0: it's pretty great so have a great week and we will see you next time on the regular exclusive podcast don't forget to like and subscribe we out here